You can't always get what you want But if you try sometime Well, you might just find And you might just need Just one day to go, ladies and gentlemen. We're one day away from the 2019 Twippy Awards. And for many of you out there, this is going to be the last thing in a while in which we can get together as a pinball community and celebrate pinball. There are not going to be new titles released. There won't be many games shipping. But the Twippies will go on. And the great news is that everybody out there is in attendance no matter where you are in the world. If you're connected to the internet, you can be a part of the 2019 Twippy Awards. And so if you don't know, it's at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, uh, Saturday night, March 28th. The link to the site will be on thisweekinpinball.com. It'll also, it's Carrie Hardy's YouTube channel. It's YouTube premiere. There's going to be a live chat. I'm going to get there a little early. I'll be there at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That's when the, the whole thing just kicks off. And the chat opens up, and it's going to be great. Now, on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, I have a special guest. Mr. Bill Webb from Special When Lit Podcast has joined the show. It was great to have Bill come on. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to go down all the Twippy categories and tell you who we think is going to win and who we think is going to get runner-up in each category. Because it's been a while since we voted, and it's also been a while since we've thought about the 2019 games. This is normally something that happens at Texas Pinball Festival. I know we're all sad that that's not going to take place, but this is going to be a really fun night for everyone involved and everyone watching it. I know that Carrie and Emoto have put so much work into making this show happen and and they weren't expecting it you got to remember this they were expecting it to be a live show for so long and then all of a sudden they had to switch gears and make a show happen on the internet so let's give them all the credit in the world and let's show up and appreciate all the hard work they put into it they also had to become the host of the show with greg and zach are not doing it this year but i know greg and zach will be watching everyone's going to be there who you know in the pinball industry and in the hobby watching this thing at 8 30 saturday night so set your calendars i can't wait to hang out with you guys fingers crossed we might win our third straight Twippy for Best Pinball Podcast. But I'm excited to see everyone recognized in all those great different categories. So thanks to Jeff over at This Week in Pinball for hosting the Twippies and putting this thing together three years ago. It's, it's been really, really a fun ride for everyone to sort of aggregate all the stuff we love in one location. So here's Mr. Bill Webb. And maybe you agree and don't agree with our selections, but we're going we're gonna to give our best at, at, at trying to decide who's going to win come Saturday night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, a man who the first time we talked, we could barely hear Mr. Bill Webb. Bill, from Special When Lit, welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Chris, what's going on, man? Last time wasn't uh, too flattering when we were on. And and I just, was it was it on this show or was it when we were on your show? Because I, I forget. We were on our show and the microphones, we had a problem with them, so that's all right, though. And then we've tried to do this for like four months, in all honesty, but dude, you know, you got heard... We had things going on, dude. It's just been a long time in the making. So glad to uh, finally get the opportunity. Yeah, and it's great to hear you back on the airwaves. How how has it been in the hiatus from Special When Lit? Have you missed being on the airwaves? I do miss doing the show. Um, but honestly, with how much family stuff we got going on right now, and then obviously with the quarantine, it's kind of been a blessing, a little bit of free time to try and get some of this stuff tackled. So right. Not too bad. There is a lot of pressure when you do weekly podcast, Bill, that most people don't understand the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes, right? Well, you know what? You never know what's going to happen on that Monday when you're trying to record, and right. it's always something. So, But right. uh, yeah, I definitely miss it, um, but we'll see what happens. Well, here we are, back in the driver's seat, Bill, and here's what we're going to do on this episode of Canadian Spinball Podcast. We are going to be all about the Twippies, which are this Saturday night. 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. And what Bill and I are going to do, we are going to go down the list of all the Twippy categories and we are going to say what we think is going to take each category and who we think the runner-up is going to be. How's that sound, Bill? Oh, it sounds awesome, man. All right, let's jump right into it. So the number one category, the first category is best theme. We've got Black Knight, Cosmic Carnival, Elvira, Jurassic Park, 
Oktoberfest, Star Wars Home Edition, The Munsters, and Willy Wonka. Bill, what do you think is the best theme, and what is your runner-up? I think Jurassic Park's going to take it, but I think Wonka's going to be the strong second. Okay. I'm going to go with, I think Willy Wonka is going to take best theme, and I think runner-up is going to be Jurassic Park. So we just switch Uh, on those. I like it, dude. It's perfect. Isn't it weird that Star Wars Home Edition is on here? I mean, I get it. It's a, it is a pinball machine, but I mean, it's not really designed for the audience that the people that are going to be watching the Twippies, right? But well, it's also like I mean, Star Wars is the biggest theme of all time, right? If you were just saying theme alone, Star Wars is the biggest, but in the Home Edition format of the game, it's like below a pro. So it's weird that it's here as a theme, uh, and the game came out two years ago. Uh, so best animations and display. Right, right. Here we go again. It's a very similar list. Black Knight, Cosmic Carnival, Elvira, Jurassic Park, Medieval Madness Remake, Oktoberfest, Star Wars Home Edition, Munsters, and Wonka. So best animations and display, Bill. What do you think? And, and this is going to sound like a broken record for half of this, but I'm going to have to say Jurassic Park on that one. Those were sweet animations, right? Even though there wasn't movie clips, they did an, a phenomenal job with those animations. Yes. Yeah. And they had to create all that stuff. You know, I mean, I'd love to give it to Wonka, but Wonka, they were able to use some of the movie assets and stuff like that. Um, Runner-up, I would probably have to go with uh, Oktoberfest because they had to do that stuff too. And there was some cool stuff in that game. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm well, gonna... it, but here's the thing. I, yeah. I'm not going to, I don't want to give it to Elvira because Elvira's not really done yet. You know what I mean? I think Elvira's going to be awesome when it's done, kind of like Batman was. Right. Well, I'm going to go with, I agree. I think Jurassic Park is going to take this much to the chagrin of the hardworking folks who I think are going to come in in the runner-up spot. And I think Willy Wonka's animations with the Chocolate Factory screen and all the fun stuff they did with... Because a lot of that is animated too. Remember, they don't have that many movie clips. So I think you're no, going to see... I think that's going to be my runner-up. But I think Jurassic Park takes it. I think, and here's the thing, people. We're never going to know, right, Bill, who gets number two. No, we won't, but that's okay. So on to best light show. Interesting that this is a category, right? Because it's it's unique, but it the light shows are important in pinball. And once again, we have Black Knight, Cosmic Carnival, Elvira, Jurassic Park, Medieval Madness, October Vest, Star Wars, Munsters, and Wonka. Bill, what's got the best light show? What's the runner-up? Dude, I'm going to have to give this one to Wonka. Um, runner-up would probably be... I do like Elvira though. So I'm going to like, you know, I'll give the runner up to Elvira. It's interesting because I think right now, if this included Rick and Morty or even maybe Stranger Things, those two might be contenders in this category. I would agree that mm, Willy Wonka, I think, will get the best light show. And if you haven't stood over a Willy Wonka, right, with all those little new LEDs and the amount of full RGB LED in the game, when that when that game lights up, right, Bill, it's it's incredible. I, I think it's going to take it. Oh, yeah, it is. Runner-up? Uh, it's weird, right? I just I think Medieval... I don't know. It just feels weird saying Medieval Madness. is like That remake feels like it was a long, long time ago, right? Because Medieval Madness remake came out in 2016, 2017. It, why is it on this list? Because it's a vault, basically. But... But okay, so they announced it in October, but none of those games even shipped this year. It's we, it's weird. I, I think the runner-up is going to be, uh, I think Jurassic Park on that. But again, we won't know. The best toys and gimmicks in a game. Now you know me, Bill. I love a good toy. I, I love oh, yeah. something mechanical that interacts with the ball that's magical. We've got Black Knight Sword of Rage, which the toy in that they don't they don't list what the toy is. It's the knight with the shield and the flail. Yeah, and the the. Goes it up and down. Goes up and down. Knocks the ball back at you. Cosmic Carnival. What's the toy in that game? Dude, I played it, but I don't really think there is one. <laughs> maybe I know just, that sounds terrible, but it's just it's just got gimmicks. Whatever that. Maybe the maybe the machine itself is a gimmick. Is that is that is that what they mean? Uh, Elvira House of Horrors. We all know what that toy is. Right? I mean, it's got multiple toys, but it's got the big house. I, I think that's what they're talking about, right? Yes, the house with the windows that light up and the ball goes behind. Jurassic Park has the T-Rex, which is incredible. Oktoberfest has a lot of toys. It's got the roller coaster. It's got the barrel. It's got the, I don't the head, know. What, the, the auto, the auto head. Moving. 
I guess this is. I guess what I'm doing here is incorrect. I guess, I guess that they're talking about all the toys in the game. So we got Star Wars Home Edition, the Munsters, which has the lower playfield that's really neat. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's got the Gobstopper, right? It's got the Wonka Vader. It, it's got the Wonka Vision. Okay, so out of all these games, Bill, which one best toys and gimmicks? So I'm going off of just like what's the single coolest toy out of all of them, and I really like the house on Elvira. Wow. Okay. Now, now, you know? now, you think that's going to win, or you just that's the one you like? What do you think's going to win? Uh, okay, so I'll get, get that runner up, and I'm going to have to save Wonka one more time. Okay. I think you're. I think you're gonna. No way. Here's why. I, I think the Jurassic Park T Rex is gonna take this so easily in the in this category. The T Rex is like the coolest single mech, and it has. And you get the premium LE, right? You got the T Rex. You got the Raptor cage. You got a lot of stuff in Jurassic Park. I think Jurassic Park T Rex takes it by by a dinosaur mile. And then I think the runner up would be Willy Wonka with the toys in the game. That's that's my bet. I don't know, man. See, the, the the dinosaur is really, really cool. I just, it, it just doesn't, hey, uh, it, it'll be interesting to find out, man. We'll have to do a recap yeah. on and this. And it'd be, it'd be boring if we had the same picks across the whole, you know, twippy score sheet. So we will, here's the thing, Bill, one of us will be right or wrong. This, there's no areas of gray, right, coming up Saturday night. Um, no. Best theme integration, Black Knight, Cosmic Carnival, Elvira's House of Horrors, Jurassic Park, Oktoberfest, Star Wars, Munsters, and Wonka. Really interesting category, right? Because some of these, there's source material, like the Willy Wonka movie or Star Wars. What's the source material for Cosmic Carnival? Yeah. But anyway, what are your picks here, Bill? Uh, honestly, I'd have to say Jurassic Park is the winner. Uh, with how they did the incorporated, you know, without using the movie assets and how it's an adventure and the island and the layout, I think that is just awesome how they put that all together right runner right. up uh probably elvira i like elvira yeah this category i think out of all the categories this one really pulls people in a lot of different directions right and this has been probably the source of so much debate with games like willy wonka games like jurassic park because jurassic park doesn't have any of the assets from the movie but yet you get the feeling that you're going into Jurassic Park so well in that game, right? You don't really need the movie clips. Um, Oktoberfest, like it or hate it, or love it or hate it, right? Yeah, they did feel, a good job. Did a good job like making it feel like an Oktoberfest sort of carnival sort of festival. Um, I would argue that Jurassic Park will win this. I think that's going to be the winner. I think, and because people love Jurassic Park, the game so much too, Bill, it's going to have... A significant advantage just because of the love affair with the game itself uh, and the volume of people. And I do think Elvira is a runner-up. The first time I played Elvira, they nailed that game. That game feels so like you're going into an Elvira sort of BC campy movie kind of experience. I think they did a great job. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? With going on, just to expand about uh, a little on that, Jurassic Park, how many Jurassic Parks do you think that they've made? And then how many Wonkas do you think that they've made? So just by sheer exposure, I think Stern got way more Jurassic Parks on the street than I do Wonkas, than JJPS Wonka. It's a great point, Bill, because the critics of the Twippies will say, well, it's not fair because it's not really the best. It's the most popular. And if more people go see or buy Jurassic Park, then you have two times, three times the voter base versus Wonka. It'd be like Avengers would win best movie of the year if the Academy Awards were handled like the Twippies, right? Because most oh, yeah. people love them. Um, so it's all subjective. It's the way they do it. And I think it's the only fair way to do it, right? Because if there was just a committee like the Academy Awards who voted these things, people would moan and groan to no end. At least this is up to the fans of Pinball. Best music and sound effects, Bill. We got Black Knight. We have there's all the same games: Cosmic Carnival, Elvira, Jurassic Park, Oktoberfest, Star Wars, Munsters, and Willy Wonka. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Jurassic Park, man, because literally, and I this is gonna happen a few more times, but it literally pulls you in. Right. You know, it really, really sucks you in. I mean, you feel engrossed in that. Here, I own both Wonka and uh, uh, Jurassic Park for that reason. Um, runner up. Probably Wonka again, um, but you know, and 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 and, and that's kind of a tie with Black Knight because I kind of like how it just kind of starts off real heavy. I know that's your absolute favorite when they 
start off yeah, blazing just, the music in there. That's your just, favorite thing well, in the world. <laughs> it, the music is amazing in it. I, I think it hits you like a tidal wave off the bat, and that's what they were going for. But look, from a, just from a pure, the music is great. Black Knight music and sound effects are phenomenal. I do agree. I think Jurassic Park is going to win this category again. It's amazing, Bill, too, because the, is the Twippies going to be boring, Bill, if Jurassic Park keeps winning for like a half hour, an hour? No, you know what, man? Uh, no, it because it, like, right? we were there. It does deserve it. I mean, dude, great accolades get get great reward. But we were there at uh, the Twippies last year, and it was, you know, basically, uh, you know, flip a coin, Iron Maiden or Pirates of the Caribbean. And you'd get the occasional Deadpool or, you know, other stuff rolled in there but i mean it was still awesome it's still an awesome experience even if you're not there yes and we learned last year there will be surprises everyone might think this game is going to run away with everything but we we could see some surprises for best music and sound effects for me i i do think it's going to be jurassic park and then runner up elvira is amazing if you've ever played in elvira the music and sound effects in that game are incredible the only thing is with that game i just don't think enough people have played it i don't think it's going to get the votes but to me that's the runner-up in this category best call outs you know me i'm a fan of call outs i think call outs help set the the atmosphere and the personality of a game we've got black knight cosmic carnival elvira they should have just removed cosmic carnival from every single category except maybe artwork. It would have made it easier on, on us as we do this show. Jurassic Park, Oktoberfest, Star Wars, Munsters, Willy Wonka. What's got the best call-outs? I, okay, so we're going to flip this. I want to hear what your opinion is before I answer. All right, yeah, let's do that. I'll do the next, um, we'll do the next few. I'll go first, okay? Yeah, um, I'll do it. For best call-outs in a game, I think the best call-outs, I would give it to Elvira's House of Horrors. And okay. I, I, I love her call outs. And my runner up would be Black Knight sort of rage. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I actually had uh, Black Knight because he's just sitting there taunting you. And right. it's different from a lot of the other stuff on the uh, the spectrum right now. And then followed up by Wonka, even though the, the audio clips aren't synced with the video clips. And I know that's a source of contention, but, you know, still love that. The call outs good in Wonka. I always hear the call outs being somewhat not the best. Are they good call outs? It's all subjective, and I do when I'm playing. No one's in my basement. I, I like it, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, Here, here's where it gets fun, and these are all the same games, people. We don't have to read them out. This is best rules in a game. Same games in every category here. I think the best rules are going to go to Jurassic Park, and and I just when people play this game, the other thing they love about it is not just Elwin's design of the physical game itself. I always hear that. The rule set is great. There's so much to do. There's different ways to approach the game. I even think people love that they incorporated that escape. What is it? No. What's the name of the park? Uh, Nebula, Nublar or Neblar? Yeah, they've got that mode in it. And so I think that's going to win best rules. I, I do think the runner-up, Elvira wasn't finished, right? So I don't think that's going to, it's not done yet. I think Willy Wonka would be the one that people would uh, consider runner-up. I, I, I hate to say this, but that's literally what I wrote down to. So, because Elvira's kind of still in its infancy, it got released real late in uh, 2019. So, I mean, it still doesn't have legs yet, which is kind of sad because you know it won't carry on to the 2020 Twippies, but that's all right. Right. This one's, this one's interesting. The next one is best gameplay and layout. Now, I have the game I think does have the best layout and, and, and gameplay, and then I have... I think these two are going to battle it out back and forth, and I think it's a toss-up between Jurassic Park and Willy Wonka. I think Pat Lawler designed an amazingly incredible layout and unique layout with Wonka. Same thing with Jurassic Park. If I were to pick who's going to win, I think this is one of those categories where it could go either way, but I just think Jurassic Park wins it because it has a much bigger user base and fan base. You know what? I agree with you, but I will take the opposite approach saying that Jurassic Park will be the runner up and Wonka will just narrowly miss this one out. And the only reason why I'm going to say that is just because uh, Lawler's a seasoned veteran. Everyone knows him for how he designs games. And and I think Keith Elwin did an amazing job on Jurassic Park. But yep, even when even when voting, Bill, when you get to the votes, a lot of people might feel like they've already voted enough for Jurassic Park that they might want to show some love to Jersey Jack and Lawler in, in the in incredibly designed game with Wonka in terms of layout. Oh, yeah. You know, the, you know, the hard part is, man, is there's the same six or eight games on this list. And every one of them, dude, you know, you can find something you like on it or enjoy on it for the, for the most part. 
Right. Um, so it's 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 a hard part because you don't want to be like you know oh your game's not as cool as this game this game sucks. Yeah. Everyone put their heart and soul into these games, but just uh, the popular vote of what people like at the moment that we're kind of basing basing this on. Yeah, and that and that brings up some of the the pre-twippy controversy, right? Are there there's winners and losers, and whenever there's a moment where a a victor will be declared. Do other people get mad and, and upset and discouraged from from what they've accomplished? But I don't think anyone who makes a pinball machine should ever be discouraged about what they're doing. They're they're adding pinball into the world, uh, and and that's that's what's important. So game of the year, Bill, the big one. Do you want to go first on? And I, I, this one I think is the easiest one to pick. Game of the year. I think we skipped over uh, best artwork, Chris. We oh we did. Oh man, look at that. Christopher Franchi would have killed me. Because he gets my pick. This is where Munster is. And Franchi, Christopher Franchi, finally, his ship has come in. He finally has delivered an art package that didn't have a zombie Yeti to go up against it. And I know I, I, he's going to kill me for saying that. But no, they're both phenomenal artists. But the Munster's art package is just uh, leagues above anything else that came out in 2019. So I think he runs away with it. And then I think runner-up is Star Wars comic book edition, which weirdly just appears in this this drop down menu but the comic book art for star wars is really cool yeah i'm gonna have to agree with you on the monsters i've had one and dude just a beautiful machine i mean you'd rather just like sit next to it just because of how pretty it is just to stare at it um followed up by elvira man i really liked uh the artwork on elvira yeah but they only had one art package in all three models wasn't that lame uh, yeah, but you know what? I mean, here, like Jurassic Park, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, the prose artwork. Right. I love that I'm arguing, Bill, with your choices. <laughs> well, that's all right. No, I, I, I think Elvira's playfield is beautiful. I, I think where Elvira falls down for me is one translate across all three, and then the, the premium, right? Just the logo on the side without Elvira. I thought that was like, eh, in terms of which game has the best across all three. But that's another interesting point is this doesn't take into consideration that some games only have one art package, right? And other games have three to choose from. That's a great point. And I think that uh, Jurassic Park, man, you know, the the outside on the pro isn't my favorite thing, but I think Johnny Crap did an awesome job on the play field. Yeah. But because of the the, the cabinet, it, it doesn't sit as well with me. The cabinet in Jurassic Park, all of them, they, it just it just didn't feel like it was made for the pinball. It's like they moved over artwork from a lunchbox and put it on it. Yeah. It, it, I think it could have been different. And, and, and I'm sure, there's people that love it and there's people that hate it, but that's yeah. okay. All right. The big one, drumroll, game of the year, which is the easiest one. And I'll just say it. It's going to easily go to Jurassic Park. And I think runner up. In this one would be Willy Wonka. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take the opposite approach and say that Wonka wins and Jurassic Park follows. Oh, man, I, Even I, though I, I don't think that's actually going to happen. That's my, I think you nailed it. I'm pretty sure that what you said is exactly the way that it's going to go down. And I think it's just based off numbers. Yeah. Well, it's based off of sales too, right? And it, look, I think one day Jersey Jack will win a game of the year. It's just, just always runs up against Keith Elwin. So favorite pinball streamer. This is where we get into the write-in categories. And I don't know about you, Bill. And we just saw, like, it's it's all the same five or six or seven games. To me, this is where the Twippies gets fun, too, because it gets really subjective, really personal, and a lot of personalities and people who are doing stuff for free. So I know there's a lot of competitive spirit between streamers and podcasters and content creators. So um, the favorite pinball streamer, we got Buffalo, Chuck Wirt, Dead Flip, Flipping out pinball, your boy Ken, and you've been on that show too. Um, yeah, JDL, Laser Los, um, Melbourne Silverball, Papa TV Pinball, PB Undesirables. Now I have to admit, I I haven't heard of like half of these. I don't know if you have. Have heard of all of them? I've heard them, but I you know I haven't had a chance to watch all of them, so I can't. I'm not as educated. As I could be, but that's okay. I, I think, again, this is another one where I think if I'm going to look at audience and who I think is going to win this category, this one I think is going to go to Mr. Jack Danger and Dead Flip. I, I think so too, man. He's definitely been doing it a long time and he definitely has the following. And I think the runner-up for me would be flipping out Pinball. Uh, or, I would Buffalo, say, or Buffalo. Or Buffalo, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say that's a safe choice right there. Yeah, I, I've watched all those shows, and it's always hard. I think 
they, they're so different too, right? I mean, what I love about flipping out, it's got more of like the live show with the chat and Buffalo is, is they do more of like a live version of their podcast and everyone does their show differently. And Jack, when he plays, we do, what makes Jack fun to watch is if you ever watch him is he's able to play and read the chats like instantaneously. So when you're, when you're watching him play, he's also interacting with you so quickly that I think it makes it really fun for for people to be parts of those chats. Oh yeah, I mean that's such a difficult thing to try and do. Definitely an award just for that alone. All right, now maybe the most controversial subject matter of the Twinkies dun, dun, dun. on Saturday night, the favorite <laughs> pinball podcast, the one. What do you, who wants do you want to go I, first? Let me answer this one. Which one do I think will win? I think. I, well, you know, here let's read them off. So, favorite pinball podcast. Uh, Backbox Pinball Podcast, Bro Do You Even Talk Pinball, Head to Head Pinball Podcast, Canada's Pinball Podcast, Loser Kid Pinball Podcast, Pinball Profile, Poor Man's Pinball Podcast, Special and Lit Pinball Podcast, The Slam Tilt Podcast, The Super Awesome Pinball Show Podcast, and finally, This Week in Pinball Podcast. Wow, dude, so many. There's a lot, right? Yeah. Who do I think is going to win? Uh, dude, man, I'm going to have to put safe money on uh, the uh, two-time champ so far. There it is. The dynasty continues. What about second runner-up? Uh, I don't. Yeah, there's a toss-up, man. I mean, dude, it could be from uh, This Week in Pinball Podcast, a head-to-head to... yeah. I don't even want to speculate on that, man, because everyone that's on this list really does put their heart and soul into this. And I know. they're like our Most of them are friends, and our, we talk to them on a daily basis. This one's always a hard one. I'm hoping I take the third year in a row. I know I have a, a large following. Uh, for second, for me, I, I do think, you know, I love special one. I, I do think Zach and This Week in Pinball, because they stayed consistently making shows all year, and people love Zach and Dennis so much, I, I think they have a huge following. I would have normally said head-to-head, but Marty, like, took off the month of January when everyone was voting. So I, I just felt like he kind of threw in the towel when voting was happening. So I, I that's why I don't think head to head is gonna would have. I always think head to head has a legitimate ch- chance to win it, and I was surprised oh, yeah. to see them just throw in the towel in the in the voting month. Um, you know, okay, things come up though. So absolutely, and look, it's it's just voting. Like someone could have set up a laptop somewhere for a month and paid people a dollar to vote. You know, you never know. Oh, yeah. um, favorite pinball YouTube channel? Do you want to read these out loud, Bill? Yes. All right. So favorite pinball YouTube channel, uh, Carrie Hardy, uh, Chaz's Arcade Gameplay and Restorations, Flipping Out Pinball, Amoto Arcade, uh, Papa Pinball, Pinball Mayhem, Stern Pinball, Straight Down the Middle of Pinball Show, and TNT Amusements, Inc. And two of these are hosting the Twippies. Yeah. Yes. Carrie and Amoto. Um, okay. So what do you think, Bill? What, what are your favorites here? Uh, favorites to win? I'm going to say probably straight down the middle. Yeah. You know, and, if, if there was somebody I'd like to, to see win, you know, a uh, 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 contender out of right field would be uh, TNT Amusements, man, because Todd's been around forever doing this. Yeah, and his shows are, are, are super fun. He did an amazing tour of American Pinball that I, that I saw recently. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, straight down the middle is, is going to take this, Zach and, and Greg. And they haven't done as many shows as they used to, right? And I know people are calling for them to, to do more episodes and we'll forgive Zach for those pinball cribs episodes, right? We've 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 forgiven him for that, or what do you think? Dude, I liked them, so I can't. You know, where they go? For... They just stopped doing them. I think he's, well, we'll see. Coming we'll back see what happens the network. There. Uh, I think they take it, and for runner-up for me would be uh, do do I mean, I love Carrie Hardy. I, I love. That I was hoping he's... you were going to say that because that's a, another friend of ours. Well, I just lo- I love the fact that Carrie does video content pretty much in real time when news breaks and I, and, and that's great like he aggregates this the news story he's got a video up and he gives his opinion about it and i like that he's opinionated too right he puts stuff up and it's not like if it like for example if it's like hot wheels if he doesn't like it he's going to tell you he doesn't like it he's not he's not there yeah, to he doesn't just say, sugarcoat yeah he doesn't sugarcoat much no, no favorite pinball mod of 2019 bill what do we got on the mod list uh, so, uh, Amber Jurassic Park Shooter Rod by Stern, Barbasol Can by Flash on Pinside, Chess Mod for JJP Pirates by Pinball Mod Company, Deluxe Light Kit Speaker Light Kits, Pin Stadium Hoovers, Pin Stadium Extremes, uh, Pin Woofer, Raptor Pit by Mazel, uh, Measle Mods, Wonka Factory Mod by The Mod Couple, 
and Wonka Vader by Lear Mods. Yeah. Which one do you? Which one's uh, your favorite? I you know you know he's not going to win his pin stadium after after they spammed us with ads for the entire year. No, nobody's even though I do love pin stadium lights. Um, I think the coolest one out of all of these that and I want to explain my answer here for the winner. I think a mod should be more than something that just tacks on to the game. I love mods that actually physically maybe change the game itself. And that's why for me, I think the best mod in pinball was the chess mod for Jersey Jack Pinball's Pirates of the Caribbean because it actually made the chest, the treasure chest open and close again, which to me like is a game changer for the experience of locking balls in that treasure chest. So that's my favorite. The runner up would probably be uh, the Wonka factory mod by mod couple, just because the, the Jersey Jack standard factory looked like a, a stick of butter. I, I, yeah, I agree. Honestly, I have that mod on, uh, my, my game. Um, so honestly, my favorite out of those would probably be the, uh, Wonka Vader by Lear mods in all honesty. Yeah. That's a cool one too. Yeah. It, it changes it up, dude, when you have a standard. Yep. Absolutely. I love, I love categories like, cause to me, these are the kinds of categories in the twippies where like nobody knows who's going to win. And these are the most fun categories. Uh, oh, yeah. Favorite well, in- homebrew pinball machine. We got Castlevania, Dead Flip, Metroid, Spaceballs, and Undertale. I got to Google half of these. I haven't seen half of these. Okay. What do you well, think? You- All right. So, honestly, I, I have two. I think Spaceballs will win, but I think Castlevania by Justin will be runner-up. Okay. Yeah, I think... Um, Man, this is like who's gonna win? I agree. I think Spaceballs is gonna win, and Castle. Yeah, I got the same order as you. Uh, okay, Rookie of the Year. This this is another category that I think a lot of people were like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> wait, yeah, how is Zach Manny a Rookie of the Year?" <laughs> like this, and there were just some people in here that were, you know, they almost got two shots to win because they might be a brand new podcaster. I'm okay with it because I love the v- variety of people in this category. So, uh, Bill, why don't you take us through who's nominated for Rookie of the Year? All right. So it's Brad Albright for Art Package, Led Zeppelin Homebrew, Chris Fran- Chris Franchi for Podcasting, The Super Awesome Pinball Show. How do you get on this list for doing an art package for just a homebrew game? It, isn't that, don't you feel like there should have been a requirement that whatever you did had to be somewhat official in pinball? I, I it's It's weird. Hey, but if they get, you know what though, if they make the game, you know, then it, then it's legit. But you know what, I man, it's just about popular. Well, yeah, I think what, popularity. I, th- I think what they should do for this category next year, Bill, is they should make it rookie of the year. Should be new people in the pinball industry. So, so for example, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Crap. Yep, he's a rookie. Uh, Tim Sexton is a rookie. Scott Denisi was a rookie last year, right? You get the people who are actually industry folks who, because think about, you get rookie of the year in the NBA when you're actually an NBA player. You don't get rookie of the year because you're the new like towel boy with the Knicks. But anyway, I, I digress. All right, <laughs> well, so- yeah, if you're in the industry and you jump and did something else, yeah, it's kind of, you know, you're not an, uh, uh, you know, wet behind the ears, dude. I mean, you're a seasoned veteran in some degree. Right. So, yeah, I agree. Okay, so c- uh, keep us going because I, I cut you off. Is it we're at Franchi oh, for podcasting? Yeah, uh, Jack Danger for homebrew designer, Joel De Guzman for logo art, American Pinball, which he is a true blue rookie. But even uh, that, he made he made one, and and it's a nice it's a nice image, but like he made one picture. But that it, it, listen, you could play one game in the NBA. You're still going to be in a rookie. Yeah, but you can't win Rookie of the Year. You have to play a minimum of 40 games. I know this for a fact because I bet the Rookie of the Year this year in Vegas. Okay, go on. Okay, I don't. I, 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 but you get my point, though. If he played his 40 games, even though he he, he played five minutes a game, whatever. Right. Um, Johnny Crap for our package, Jurassic Park. That guy's Lawrence. name cracks me up every time. <laughs> what, what blows my mind is that's what he wants to be called. Yeah. Because that's not his real last name, but hey, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We all got preferences. Uh, Lauren Gray for podcasting, Backbox Pinball Podcast, Loser Kid Pinball Podcast for podcasting, Poor Man's Pinball Podcast, podcasting, um, Randy Martinez for our package Star Wars Comic Ed Edition, Tim Sexton for lead coder on Black Knight Sword of Rage, Zach and Nicole Many for distribution, flipping out pinball. <laughs> which is which is the funniest one, right? And they are new to the distributor game. Uh, 
I think Zach loves being on this list because he's anything but a rookie. Okay, so Bill, what what do you think? This, this one, this is another one, right? I think this is going to be the one of the most surprising categories to win. Who do you think gets it, rookie of the year? I'm going to say Tim Sexton for Black Knight Sword of Rage. Yeah. Yeah, I voted for Tim too for this category because I do think that within this list, he's He's it's his inaugural game as a coder. He put in a ton of work and the code in the game is actually really good, especially for a first effort at coding. And I, I think he takes it. Who do you think could be a runner up or who who wouldn't you be surprised Bill might also be able to win this category? Uh, Johnny. Well, uh, Johnny Crap Johnny for Jurassic Park because he's a rookie and dude, that game is popular. Right. You know, I, um, I thought it would be funny if Zach might get a lot of people to, to troll the category and vote for him in this. Uh, but I think that I'm just looking at it right now. I think the uh, Randy Martinez, I would argue that the Star Wars comic book art, I, I think, is better than the Jurassic Park art on, on that game. Like that Boba Fett and that stuff is super cool. So we'll see. I think we both pick artists as the backup winners here, but which is good because I think people who actually contributed to a game should be who's in this category. So favorite competitive pinball player. This is, I hope they just do this category first and it's nothing against these people, but I, this is the one where like, did you even write in for this? I, I just, you get kind of lost a little bit in this is ultimate popularity contest because if they wanted to give it to the best pinball player, they simply could have gone off of IFPA rankings, right? And oh, yeah. who, whoever's number one, at the end of January, gets the Twippy. But, all right, so we got... Do you want to say these names? Because I'm going to butcher these names. You probably know them better than me. I don't think I do, but we're going to try. So, uh, Alexander... Alexander... K. K. Let's go there. Uh, Bowen Cairns, Eric Stone, Escher Lefkoff, Holly Koskin, Jack Danger, Johannes Ostemeyer... Yep, we'll go with that. Uh, Keith Elwin, Robert Gagno, and Steve Bowden. Right, lots of lots of lots of people who are just the favorites, just favorite people in pinball on this, and some of them have designed games, some of them have won major tournaments. So, what do you think, dude? Honestly, one of my favorite guys is Robert Gagno. Yeah, you know, is he? You know, is, does Elwin rank higher than him? Sure, but that's just my, you know. And Robert's story is amazing, right? He suffers from autism and pinball is one of his greatest outlets and he's just naturally gifted at it, right? And it's one of the ways in which he, he deals with his autism and he's he's become one of the best players in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyone that's uh, got HBO, watch uh, Real Sports. I think it's number 418 and it tells Robert's story and it's just in- incredible. Yeah. So so he wins it. Um, I I think the person who's going to win this might be Keith, because I just think it might be carryover love. I, I I do think this is like the year of Elwin. So uh, he's my I agree. He's my first Elwin vote, win. and then Robert is my my backup vote on this one. But again, this is a toss up. It's it's see the thing too with this kind of category is people who are nominated. Some people will actually go out there and ask their friends and families to vote, people in their companies to vote, lobby for votes. Others won't. Now I'm under the I, you know, my approach, if you're nominated, go get votes. It's, it's an election more than it is uh, a committee voting. So you got to sure. get the populace. Favorite pinball website. We've got IFPA pinball, IPDB, Internet Pinball Database, Marco Spe- Specialties, Match Play Events, Pinball Info, Pinball Life, Pinball News, Pinside, Stern Pinball, This Week in Pinball, and Tilt Forums. Bill, What's your favorite? I'm going to say, I, I think the winner will be, uh, I think it'll squeak it out this week in pinball. Really? I'm, I'm, dude, just put a lot of work into that, man. Yeah. I know Pinside won last year, so. I, um, I love this week in pinball. Pinside's just a, Pinside's a religion. It's a cult. It's more like a cult. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it, it's, it's a huge cult. Pinside's like, it's like the Catholic Church. I, I think they're going, and I'm, I'm Roman Catholic people, so don't send me hate mail. Uh, but I just think they have like so many people on pin side. And pin side's kind of like when people, like you can make fun of your mother, but when someone else makes fun of your mother, it's like we got a problem now. That's kind of pin side. Like they hate each other. All those people go in there every day and just tear each other down. 
but they'll defend the right of that institution when other websites claim to be the number one source for pinball. It's it's this weird thing. So that's my vote is I, I put pin side then this week in pinball. I like it. I so, like it. So favorite pinball publication, writer or article. Next year, I'm going to write one article. Uh, <laughs> a look and at then you get rookie of the year too. Yeah. Well, that's right. If I write a single pinball article, am I then eligible as rookie of the year as a writer? I think you would be. I think so too. We'll keep Jeff to this standard, this low standard he set for that category. All right. A look at Seattle's exciting pinball present and sketchy pass by Brendan Kiley. Coin up carnival. You know what's weird is like coin up carnival. Then there is, is that a publication? You know what? I'm not, I don't follow it enough. Right. Dennis Creasel. So he's a right. I know Dennis writes articles, uh, pinball magazine or for newsletters, pin game journal, Skillshot, Seattle's pinball zine. Or no, zine. Sorry, pinball zine. It's like magazine. Zine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your pick? My pick is going to go. I think what's going to win, and here's why I think this is going to win. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Skillshot. I'll tell you why. Because I know that the people over there, they have an arcade. I believe that they're associated with. I think they've been like everyone who's come through. They've had them vote. Um, but there are some more people. I, it's between Skillshot to me and Dennis Creasel. Because Dennis has a humongous fan base and following, is Huge. the smartest man in pinball, is on every other week with Zach, and people love Dennis. I love Dennis. I love his take on pinball, and and it's recognizable. I think everything else here is not that recognizable to people. Well, you know, Pinball Magazine for newsletters, I think, is kind of recognizable. Yep. Um, that's isn't, another one that's pretty Isn't big, that like but... Jonathan Joustin, Jouston, Jolly, like Jump? He's got like eight J's in his name. I I don't follow it enough, but I've I've read the articles. I just don't follow this part of pinball enough. Right. So what you, are, what's your pick? I, yeah, I'm gonna go with Dennis Creasel. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Dennis takes it. It'd be nice to have Dennis with the Twippy. Um, favorite pinball location? Uh, we've All got right. Einstein's Pub in Texas, Logan Arcade in Chicago, No Quarter in Nashville, Pinball Gallery in Malvern, PA. Uh, pinball Lounge in Florida, the Game Preserve in Texas, Pinball Asylum, Florida, the Pinball Palace, Georgia, uh, Tilt Town Pinball, Wisconsin, and What's Brewing in Texas. What do you? It, the uh, silence speaks volumes for these. No, when you haven't been to any. No, no, no. I've been to Logan. So honestly, yeah, I'm a hometown hometown guy. So I'm going to say Logan. I'm just still kind of surprised that uh, New York didn't get on this list. Well, and, and uh, yeah, people said that, and we've got a lot of good uh, barcades here. We've got Jack Bar, we've got Sunshine, we've got Pioneer Bar. Uh, I think it is an 8-bit or 2-bits. Uh, but, you know, well, it just came down to the people in those leagues who are on pin side, who represent those institutions, just didn't do a good job getting people to write in the category. And so I think people were shocked places were left off but it was fair everyone had a chance to write in their favorite location i think logan's gonna win because again i think it's the most recognizable and as a backup i would say i don't even know like the rest really the pinball palace i would say has a chance because i know that they were also doing a good job recruiting votes in in, in brunswick uh, yeah it makes sense favorite pinball convention what a sad Sad category this is now to think about because we're missing all our conventions, but we, we can't wait till they return. We've got Expo, Free Play Florida, Grand Old Game Room Expo, Houston Arcade Pinball Expo, Midwest Gaming Classic, Pinfest Allentown, Pintastic up there in New England, Replay FX, Southern Fried Gaming Expo, and Texas Pinball Festival. People love all of these, Bill, for different reasons. What do you think is going to win. And and keep in mind that this show normally takes place in Texas, right? So that has a, a tremendous advantage when people are voting because they know that the award's going to be giving out going to be given out at TPF. Oh yeah. It's just such a shock too that how this all played out. I think Texas Pinball Festival would win and I'm going to say my runner up would be Pinball Expo. Yeah. I would agree that TPF is, is going to be the one that wins this. And I think runner up for me is going to be 
Uh, do, 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 do. Replay FX. Replay FX. All right. I, I'm surprised you didn't say Allentown, but okay. Well, Allentown's small. Like, no one, it's it's a tiny show. I, I don't think it would have the votes. All right. Okay. Favorite, we got three more categories. Ready? Favorite pinball tournament or competition? Do you want to read these, Bill? 24 hour final battle at the Sanctum, Bat yep. City Open. City Champ San Francisco, I'm thinking. Uh, Grand Ogre at Grand Old Game Expo Nashville. IFPA Pinball Olympics 2019 in uh, Fulda, Germany. Indisc, New York City Pinball Championship, Pinball Asylum, Annual Point Monsters, Pinburg, Space City Open, Texas Wizard Tournament. And I think, for me, I think Pinburg's going to win this one, man. I think they really did a lot of... uh, uh, Lobbying for the votes. Yeah, I, I think Pinberg wins too. And and when Pinberg opens up registration, it sells out, right? In like a matter of minutes now? Oh, yeah. It, dude, it's like the elite uh, tournament to try and get into. So. Yeah, easily. They, they take this one. Um, favorite pinball league. These categories are really interesting. I really hope Jeff, and, and, and when they do the show, I really hope they kind of don't end with these. I hope these to me feel like the best, Academy Award for like foreign feature short in a way, you know, just because (laughs) here's why, because just the majority of people have no connection to most of this and they don't know about this stuff. And so, whereas like a pinball machine, everyone is excited and, and can connect to it. And I think with these categories, it's just, it's, 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 it's local. These are local market things, not, they don't have national appeal like the games themselves. And I, and I have even said this with the content creators, our, our content bill, anyone can listen to it. No matter where you are, we have listeners all over the world. Every show does, but a league only people in these local towns can really enjoy them. But that being said, the favorite pinball leagues are bells and chimes in San Antonio, Cincy pinball league in Cincy, Ohio, DFW pinball league in Dallas, Fort Worth, kid force collectibles, pinball league. Nashville Pinball League, New England Pinball League, San Francisco Pinball Department, uh, Space City Pinball League in Texas, the Pinball Asylum in Florida, the Pinball League at the Pinball Lounge. A lot of pinball in these names, right? No, no kidding. <laughs> the Tilt Studio Pinball League in Arizona and Tilt Town Pinball in Wisconsin. So what is the best pinball league, you think? <laughs> Do I, I voted on sheer uh, geographical distance to my house, and it was Titletown Pinball. Nice. I voted for bells and chimes because I don't, I don't, uh, women in pinball are an underrepresented part of the community. And I, I feel like they don't have much chance to be recognized in the Twippies. And bells and chimes has done a great job marketing themselves and becoming a movement. And I believe there's bells and chimes chapters. I, is there, is it only in Texas? I thought there might be bells and chimes chapters in other parts. There's Chicago too. Right. So I, I, I hope they win because I just want to see. All of the great female gamers out there represent it uh, at the Twippies. So f- here, here's the the last category, and maybe the most popular topic of 2019. Yeah. Favorite pinball topper, the most important part of machine when you're trying to save money if you're Stern Pinball. Uh, we've got the 3D hologram topper, lighted pinball mods. What is that? Is that the is that the thing like that spinning thing that spins around? I think so. That. That's weird. Um, Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle topper, that weird brain. And it looks, that thing is strange as well. Beatles topper, Black Knight sort of rage topper, Jurassic Park topper by Tilt Topper, right? Because Stern doesn't have an official one out yet, right? I don't think so. Medieval Madness remake topper. Christopher Franchi worked on that beautiful piece. Star Wars, the infamous Star Wars R2-D2 topper. Three years in the making. $750 $750 topper right there. Right. Only 500 and the plaque is on the back. Can't see it. Uh, know, was it 500 or 750 It was 750 yeah, the, Oh, yeah. The cost they're they making only made 500. 500 of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got the Munsters topper. The cuckoo clock that also came broken and everyone had to go get them fixed. And But it is cool. It is cool. What's going to win? Uh, dude, I think Medieval Madness has this. Yeah. All the... the if you ask me, I think Medieval Madness is going to win because everyone loves that 3D sculpted topper. The Black Knight topper to me is the coolest topper. People just hate the Black Knight pin. It's a polarizing pin. 
And even though the topper is really neat, I think the Black Knight topper is going to fall victim to people's apathy towards the game itself. Whereas Medieval Madness, people love the game. Yeah, I agree with that. But you know what? I mean, if you it, the only thing I wish was different is on the the Black Knight Pro, it had the upper play field. If it had the upper play field, man, I think that game would have had a stronger chance for yeah. some of these categories. And it should have because Black Knight as a franchise was always known for the upper play field. It, it just seems weird that they removed it and 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 did what they did and and they never that game never recovered from sort of that lackluster launch um it was hard because stern has been making such popular themes for so long right they took a chance on an on an unlicensed theme and and the rest is history all right so bill this concludes and we're gonna make sure we mark down what we picked and and obviously after the twippy saturday night we will we will go down and see who was right and who was wrong. Maybe we get you back on, Bill. How's that sound? And we do a follow-up show to see who was right and, and discuss what we thought of the Twippies. Sounds good, man. Sounds right. good. Let's do it. And where are you going to watch from? Where are you quarantined at Saturday night? I, I'm quarantined in a laundry room, so that's fine. It's <laughs> uh, a home renovation project, so I'll be working on the laundry room while watching the Twippies. Right. So. Now, for listener of the show, the, the Twippies start airing at eight o'clock Eastern standard time and the chat room opens up then. So make sure you join early because I know there's going to be a lot of, there's gonna be so much good smack talk and sort of, uh, you know, community and everyone's going to be like enjoying a great night of pinball. It's super fun. And it's, I know we would rather all be in person celebrating at Texas, but what I love about it being this way is everyone can get to the twippies now and, and experience it the same way. And it's going to be great. Yeah, you know what, man? It's just about finding a new normal in a crazy time and all getting together and thinking about something other than toilet paper and quarantine. Absolutely. And this is this is most likely, Bill, the last thing in pinball we have to look forward to over the next few months. I mean, this is it. Everyone else is – they've stopped manufacturing games. I, I don't know what pinball podcasts are going to talk about in, in, in two weeks from now. It's just going to be Canadian. I'm going to start reviewing rocking chairs on my show. Be like, you know <laughs> – this one doesn't uh, rock as well as I like. Hey, but you know what, man? You've been doing the Facebook live videos, man. Those those are good. Those so, are fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Just record that and throw that up as the podcast. If you haven't joined Canada's Pinball Podcast on Facebook, you should, because every once in a while, I'm going to go live on Facebook and do a, a live Q&A show. And what I'll, I'll let you guys know on Facebook earlier in the day what time that will be, but it's going to be a... It's not going to be a schedule thing, but we have fun doing it. Well, Bill, thank you so much. We all could hear you clearly, and it was great to have you back on the airwaves, and we look forward to seeing you on Saturday night in the chat room at the Twippies, and we'll get you back on to talk about who predicted the winners more accurately, Canada or Bill. I like it, man. We'll have to do a gentleman's bet for $1 or something on this deal. Yeah, I was going to bet a Hot Wheels, but if you want to make it a dollar, we can. Either one, dude. I'm good with either one. So. <laughs> all right. All right, brother. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.